Welcome to Dream, Declare, Deliver with Chris Carell and Candace Sogren. Join us each week as we explore how to live a life by design and turn inspiration into realization. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Dream, Declare, Deliver. Uh, I'm Chris Garell, and with my co-author, Candace Sogren, we've written a book called Typhoon Honey, and we're talking on this podcast about dream, declare, and deliver. How do we make our our wishes, our aspirations come into reality? Um, Candace is traveling and, and kind of indisposed at this moment, so I've invited my dear friend, Andy Chaloff, um, who is a, a consultant, um, a coach par excellence um, and an author uh, of several books um, that, and all of which I've read <laughs> so far and, and, and look forward to. Um, and, and so I've invited Andy because I just, I just value his, um, his thought process and, uh, and the way, you know, things we we always seem to tease out. So welcome, Andy. Thanks for, okay. for joining me today. Um, and in Dream Declare Deliver, we you know we talk a lot about you know what our wishes and aspirations are and how to how to manifest that. But you know in in all of that, you know somehow behind the you know the the backdrop of what it is that we're talking about, um, there's this this whole meaning making process that happens inside of us, you know, yeah. we contend in, in Typhoon Honey that, that, you know, stuff just is, you know, events are neutral. Um, yeah. It's, it's our, our interpretation of those events that really are what, you know, drive us to feel differently about them, to have different um, emotions or different um uh, you know, interpretations, I guess I'm defining yeah. the de- definition with the definition, but you know, it's that whole process that, that makes, makes it meaningful to us. Um, yeah, I'll and, often use the word, I'll say lens. Like when yeah. I'm working with someone, right. I always say, what's the lens you have? Cause if my lens is totally different of that same situation often. So that's a, it's a, a funny that I know the, the terminology would be, Similar, but I'm always laughing when I say, "Oh, I just use different wording for similar." Uh, uh, no, I think we use lens as well. It's it's a yeah. good way to say it because it's it's, uh, but but it's a two way mirror or two way lens because it's not only you know what you see through, but it's also what you speak out of. And of course, I see uh, the what is that the well known saying that I see the world as I am, not as it is. Yeah, yeah exactly right. And and yeah. um, it's important for us to be aware of that when we're when we're thinking about what is the future that i want you know what is it that yeah. I, that i desire most in in life how do i how do i live a life by design you know my yeah. own design and and it starts with you know what is it that i'm seeing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like yeah. how do we how do we go there and and you know so i wanted to start off our conversation just you know mm-hmm. talking about you know how do we make meaning you know it's um, funny because the, I, I, I'll, you know, the, there's so many terms used for this in the coaching practice, you know, how, what's the framing that you're doing? Like mm-hmm. I use the word lens, um, what's mm-hmm. the perspective, all of those things. What's the and, interpretation? Uh, yeah. yeah. The interpretation is all, and, yeah. and the, and I'll even often, uh, uh, kind of try to create dichotomies. So paradigms. So you can look at the world and like a really good of those paradigms is abundance and scarcity. 
Right. So right. The, the lens just of, you know, like, I'll, uh, sorry, I, I always jump, uh, but my mind uh, is always in the state of like, so I, I love can, about you. <laughs> I can predict so much about a human. If I just know one sentence, which already declares if they're more leaning in the direction of abundance or scarcity. Yeah. And they'll be, they'll be frightened that you can say so much about them without knowing them mm-hmm. where you realize that underneath one statement underlies this entire way of experiencing the world. And it's frightening to what degree a person is predictable in their behavior when they've actually declared themselves in either of those kind of camps. I know it's really harsh to say, but it is, it is really. No, it's, it's not. I, I, I think it's really accurate. And there's, a, there's another um, paradox or dichotomy that, yeah. that people speak from, and that's victim and, and responsible, yeah. you know, and, and you can, as, as people are talking, I'm, I'm hearing, um, that you know that victim chatter like the world has done this you know i have no control over the world i don't you know it's just happening to me um and and so so victim and 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 responsible or or abundance and scarcity actually were the first two podcasts that we did the two topics that we we chose at first and and it's really um it's really uh I, i guess the bigger coarser filter in that lens um, is is that that overall perspective on life? Yeah, yeah, and and this is hard. I mean, from a coaching perspective, to work with or to even to discuss it because it's so abstracted from the reality of a. I was on a coaching session yesterday where this person was basically all the upper management quit, and this person who hadn't expected to be in that role was now executive director, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and they were doing all the things of the executive director, but they weren't claiming those things. So there was, the, you know, when someone has a role, but that you, you yeah, hear and yeah. like, like, I'm not able to do this. I'm so, you know, but they're not saying that. I'm right? just, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so me, as you know me well, this is knowing this person after 15 minutes, right? I'm yeah. go, can you say just, just, just for, you know, shits and giggles. Could you say to me, um, I am going to, I have uh, my language probably should be uh, 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 you know a bit nicer, cleaner. Um, but can you just say I'm going to screw up this organization and it's okay? Can I like, this this the just just to let her allow her to feel the pressure she put up, and then she just broke down in tears. Yeah, and, and the tears came from all the weight she was feeling, which was obviously felt for me in the in the just seconds of being mm-hmm. with the individual. Mm-hmm. So the the tool that I've often used to help people ground the energy that you're talking about is the self-love practices. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and even then it's rough because you, you know, there's so much hard wired in our lens that, you know, that, that well runs so deep that to some degree you've got to lose two or three little identities. You didn't even know you had to get to this point where you're free enough to like see the world. And as you said, as it is and not, mm. you know, through the lens of, as I uh, am seeing it through my, uh, you know, my foggy lenses. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the first part of as it is, is really learning to to accept that that events are neutral, that that they don't have a valence to them. It's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Um, it just is and is, you know, and I would say, sorry to interrupt you, but I would I would uh, argue with that. Mm. And I'd say, 
I would say, and the reason why, and you'll, I think you'll agree with me, by the way, I don't think I'll, I would say it's almost impossible to do that. It's almost impossible for me to do that. And I feel like I try to do it as a daily practice. So what I'm aware of, I would say, or heighten my awareness of is all the prejudices that come mm-hmm. up immediately. So it's more like, I don't see it as it is. I learn a hell of a lot about myself as I'm judging that thing. And then it's more like, it's like, wow. That, that was my judgment. Yeah. And and so it's more like I kind of see it more like a constant self-awareness practice as opposed to any ability to see it neutrally. <laughs> as yeah. I, and I think we're saying two sides of the same coin, you know, really, because it's it's thin slicing that experience, you know, yeah. down to, you know, can you get to the point where where in front of the judgment, you're recognizing that, oh, I'm going to judge this. <laughs> you know, I know I am. Um, but, you know, let me try to see it as neutral. You know, I use a radical example in America of 9-11, you know, yeah. uh, you know, on 9-11, September 11th, 2001, a couple of planes flew into a couple of buildings and a bunch of people died. Yeah, yeah. That's the way it's going to be written up in history. You know, just like I read about, Pearl Harbor, you know, uh, as as a historical event, it must have been tragic. It must have been alarming. Um, it must have been threatening. And I mean, just all kinds of experiences when that yeah. happened. But I read about it as a as just a, a historic event. My dad and his entire high school class, they were seniors when that yeah. happened. That day, they went down to the Army recruiting office and they all signed up to join the Army as soon as they graduated. The wow. entire class, you know, so I know for him, it was very emotional. And for me, 9-11 was really emotional, but it just like like Pearl Harbor, like anything else, it was an event. It just, you know, those are those are the descriptors. Yeah. And I, and I get to start thin slicing where my projection onto that, my meaning making on it, you know, was. Um, and, and if you doubt that, just ask 10 people, yeah, what, what yeah. were you doing and what, what were you feeling, you know, on 9-11 yeah. Yeah. Or, or whatever, whatever event. And, and mm-hmm. you know, the same event will have been interpreted, you know, 10 different ways if you ask 10 people or 13 different ways if you ask 10 people. <laughs> you know what so, I love? But when you say this to me, I, I, it's funny when you said the two sides of the coin. It's something that I recognize between the two of us. And I think there's always this appreciation and admiration and that some degree, I would say I go through life more uh, uh, sensually. I feel feel your way through life. I I, I feel my way through life and you'll go through it a bit more like understanding logic and, but (laughs) without any judgment, like I don't want to get into any of that nonsense. Not right or wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's just our, our, so, so, so when you'll talk, I'll laugh and I'll say, Oh, I hear now how I'm doing my meaning making is often from a more sensual, Mm -hmm. like, if I don't feel it, it's not true. <laughs> right on one level. Like I, I say, yeah, it like exactly. That, yeah. Like my meaning making is like, okay, did, you know, if I meet that person and I feel in a second, something's off, I, you don't need to, I don't need to understand why. Right. I, I think I'll figure that out five years from now, you know, with whatever comes out, but, mm. but like in, intuitively there's something not right here. And, and it's almost like that I'll take as weirdly truth. Yeah, I think you you said to me one time you 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 see yourself as a tuning fork. 
Yeah. You know, and, and you almost reverberate as people are talking, you experience your own reactions to that and, and feeling into that, then you're aware of where you're coming from as the interpreter uh, of that. Yeah. And, and for me, it's, it's almost the other way. I have to, I have to hold this thought that events are neutral uh, in order for me to expose myself. You know, yeah, yeah, and, I got and, that when we were just talking right yeah. now. So I just wanted yeah. to make that like this thing's like, wow, I was, I, I always love in in our discussions because it's always a discovery, and, mm, uh, and yeah. it's like, so he's saying it, it's all right and true, and how does it work for me? Oh, and that's the like yeah. learning about my lens yeah. more by understanding how your lens works, which is I think the beauty of life yeah. is, what, and and this is the trap I think people fall in is that 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 and this is gets back to the where we started. The, the, this uh, this talk is that as soon as we assume that the lens we use is the right lens or the mm. lens it should be, then all of a sudden we're not able to see anymore because we look through that lens of uh, yeah. of already our confirmation bias. Everything we see it has to validate it or or it's not right. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. And so you know, I I, I quoted uh, a conversation that we had in in my new book, Learning to Feel. Um, it, we were talking, we were at your, your Cortijo in, in Spain, and we were talking about something, and, and you just stopped me, was, we were walking down the hill, and, and you just stopped me and you said, I just got chills while you were saying that, and I said, what's that mean? And, and, and you said, well, what you said didn't match what I know of you. Yeah. And, and so it, it, you know, it reverberated away inside of me that I, you know, that, that, that didn't fit, yeah. you know, and the way you do that, I just, I, I love the way you do that because it, it, it's not judgmental and it allowed me to go like, Hmm, what did I, what, did I, and I got a chance to, to take a second cut at it and say, so what I really am feeling is this. And, you know, it opened me up to a, a greater exploration just by naming your own, your own visceral reaction to something that we had in, in just a shared conversation. Yeah. And I think that that's something that it would be nice also to go back to. And this is kind of, I see this almost as a trap in the coaching or the mentoring or any practice is that, as I said a moment ago, you and I very well might process the world very differently. So if I'm working with someone like you, and now I'm saying, no, 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 you're not doing it right. You've got to feel it or you've got to this, that, right. that, that, that would be like presuming that would be even a better option for you, yeah. right? Right. Um, and uh, and so it's just uh, it, I just wanted to celebrate again that uh, that in your way of doing it, I, I see it in my own life. I heighten my consciousness around it enough that I don't get blind to where it becomes a limitation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that. That's why. I, so the so the core of of what we're talking about here is how do we unblind ourselves to our own biases is, and and if we turn that that lens around to look at what do I want to create as a life by design? You know, how does that, how does that impact our dreaming or our, our, you know, kind of our projection into the future? Um, Yeah. And that's where all the tools come in. You know, like I always laugh and say, you know, once one's on the journey, I'm not going to in my own in my own uh, world, like there'll be certain tools that resonate with each individual. But in, 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 to simplify it in my in my own lingo, it's take away limiting beliefs mm-hmm. and establish 
uh, a benchmark of how you want to live. And, and, uh, and my mentor always used to say his definition of a vision was a future, future reality lived ahead of its completion. I love that. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, that. and, and it was, it was like, wow. Yeah. Because as soon as you live the reality you're, 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 you're heading towards and the, the limiting beliefs are no longer present, you're basically already living your vision. Mm-hmm. And the question yeah. is, when is it going to catch up to you? But you're right, already right. living. So it's just, you're there. It's just, when does the world catch up with you? Yeah. I yeah. always, that, that's interesting because when I, when I do developmental coaching, um, you know, a, a lot of work that I did as a, as an executive coach was, you know, to help a, an exec move from point A to point B in a little more rapid fashion than, than time would you know, cause that. I don't create anything to happen that that wouldn't normally happen. We just accelerate the timeline. And the way I always explained it is, you know, like your life trajectory is this sort of timeline like this. Um, and what we do is we pick some future place out here and we do it now, you know. So we kind of like go from here to there in the present tense yeah. developmentally. But, you know, if if we're looking at that that future reality that you know, is it, it, that we start, you know, manifesting before it's time. Yeah. How do we, I guess what my first question is, how do we um, separate our inherent bias on, you know, abundant scarcity, victim responsible, um, or just well, I mean, the it, world? It, I mean, this goes to that, the, 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 those two points I said. So if, if I have my limiting beliefs, mm-hmm then I'm already not going to be able to vision out. So, right. so the more self-work you do, the more, let's say, the limiting beliefs lower, the more mm. the capacity exists to vision out, and the less that limiting belief will inhibit that uh, pos- potential of getting there. Yeah. So the humor is you might not even be able to vision out for the first five years of your personal development work because, <laughs> in a way, the limit your, your limiting beliefs don't even allow you to, to vision yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, right. So I, how do we purge ourselves of those limiting beliefs? I mean, what do you, what do you I, do with people? I, 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 everyone's got their own tools and I'm not a prescriptor of the tools one uses. I use this, I use my, the tool written in, 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 that I write about it in the wounded healer. I do it every day. Every day I'll take the most painful thing. I, I mean painful, like where people would not want to dig, right? Just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And, and I will like allow that to be okay. You know, this might all go away and it's okay. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the, or, or, and, and there's a reason for that. It's, it's a very con, contra US kind of way of working. Stay in the positivism. We're going to get there. We're going to, and yeah, what right, I've right. seen is if I don't fully embrace the negative, it holds on to me forever. And I believe, I try to convince myself that I don't want to go negative. I don't want to, mm-hmm. what do I do is I, if I don't want to be negative, then I turn everything into the positive. But the, the reality is it doesn't really work that way. Unless yeah. I fully make peace with that negative. It, like even when you dream, it'll come up in your dreams, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I, you know, we're moving to New York uh, it, 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 or Ronnie will be and I'll be, kind of trying to figure out how to get there somehow but that's happening and, <laughs> right. and i don't and i don't really want to be in new york emotionally yeah. and any level and so i went to sleep uh um uh like one night and uh and 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 because of that all these repressed feelings were coming up mm-hmm. and uh, and and it was like i don't know what it was but it uh, you know how memories are you remember them for the day and then maybe it's like <laughs> but it was like the memory was like 
like we just robbed a bank and I was just trying to like survive getting caught by the police or something, you know, like, <laughs> like, like the worst of the memory. And, and I woke up feeling like, Oh my God, all those repressed feelings. It took my friend saying, well, you know where that came from. And I was looking at, <laughs> what do you mean? You know, like is Freud on me and said, Andy, you're, you don't want any of this and look what you're doing. You know, you're selling your soul to the devil and you're chasing <laughs> the police to the bank. Uh, but the, the point being was that I think that morning, uh, it was a big turning point for me because yeah. I really felt how how much stress that was bringing me, yeah. and 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 I said, well, you know, like what can I just embrace in all of this? And the and and it was like, oh, this really can go to hell in a handbasket, and that's okay. Yeah. And 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 since so, that uh, moment, I was inspired again. I was yeah. actually not only well, not negative; it was like a pause, like, well, well what am I going to do? But in, until I embraced that negative, I was not not feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, there's, there's kind of two parts I, I hear in that one is, is, is really allowing yourself to feel it. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and not resist that because what you resist persists, but, you know, and, and in fact, you're actually fueling it when you, when you say no, no, you know, give it the stiff arm and, and, and walk away. And, and the other thing is what I call normalizing it, you know, and you, yeah, you, that's important. you know, it's, it's the, it's okay. You know, right. I just fell on my face in front of a crowd of people, you know, and it's okay. You know, yeah. Um, you know, I just, you know, whatever, you know, lost a million dollars and it's okay. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, that would be the thing, by the way, going to what it's important. You just said that. Sorry again to interrupt you, because if you don't normalize it and the people will often get confused when I'll maybe say this at first, because mm -hmm. like, you want me to wallow in it. You want me to like sensationalize mm. it. You want me to feel the pain of it. Like there, so there's so much resistance to it that yeah. people won't even necessarily go into the experience because, and let's agree, some people do have a predisposition that they have to be cautious of. So you have yeah. to also track an individual. You can't just say, hey, if you've gone into deep, dark depression because you've okay. gone down that alley, I can't tell you that this is the best way to go, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah. but like not, that notwithstanding, like that, like normalizing it, as you said, is the issue. Yeah. 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 So it's both embracing it and allowing yourself to feel um the, you know the pain or the or, or whatever i mean um in in our community there's there's you know a, a just a tragic you know event unfolding um and and it just it's so hard to uh, to feel all the feels you know yeah. inside of that um because so many so many different and and sometimes conflicting and contrasting emotions uh, come up around what's going on, um, and and some of them I didn't even have a name for it. I, you yeah. know, like I was telling somebody uh, yesterday that that I you know when I was talking about what was going on for me, I said I have this feeling in my body that's like a pain in my chest, like my heart hurts. Yeah. Like my, my center of feeling is right here. And, and, and I said, you know, we have this word heartache, but I never understood it to mean something that I would feel, but it actually does ache. It really, it, you know, like my heart is hurting right now. Yeah. And, and, and so like I'm discovering in that embrace, I'm discovering, um, 
the the fullness of the emotion and inside the emotion what i'm you know unpacking is my interpretations you know allows me to see where i've gone with this and you know like what did i make up about the situation and why does it hurt so much you know and um and so so i think that's really important in terms of our self-limiting beliefs is really to is to get behind the self-limiting belief you know because it's it's there to protect this feeling yeah that that belief that belief is what we learned uh, you know as as a result of some trauma or some event in the past and we have a hurt there we have a you know pain or an unresolved thing there and so we have this belief that says you can't go there you know yeah that's not yours that's not for you I was, you know, you, you, you're going to enjoy it because I'm, I'm already on the, the next book to the next book, right? So the, <laughs> right. The, the learning how to die, as you know, from writing, once you start writing, then the, the ideas hit you and you just run with them. So I'm writing the learning how to die book now. Um, and in that book, I, I was talking about the phenomena in myself, which I think, and I, and I call it like the gray box. And it's like where all these emotions are so intertwined that I can't distinguish them anymore. And it's just confusion. So it's like a, it's an overwhelm and confusion and, 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 and almost like it's filled with so much helplessness and incapacity that it has another realm of emotion for, for me. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that was the, um, and I, and, and in my case, this was connected to my relationship with death for many years of my life. Mm -hmm. When, when, when all those feelings would come up and then, it would be not not able to disentangle all of that in myself. Yeah, yeah, and you know those big. I mean, we have we have emotional events. We have you know some some tragic or traumatic events, and then there are some that are just you know crushing. You know, some really really big events, and those are the ones where we have you know your your gray box full of there's this box full of emotions yeah. and, and it's like a plate of spaghetti in there i just i you know i can't untangle yeah. and then, you know and this feeds to that and that you know that they're all totally and that around. and that what you were saying and 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 is for me where mindfulness is the is the price so almost less talking more reflection more feeling you know? Yeah. yeah, because I would rather in that state go into a seven day silent retreat than go mm-hmm. to a group of people talking. Mm. Because in my mind, this is just so in my mind, um, more ideas, more thoughts, more uh, holding space for other feeling, other people's feelings. Well, my feelings are also active will mm. confuse me even more because it's it, 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 this is just me. Mm. Right. Yeah, it's, right. I can't. I can't what... Oh, go ahead. No, no, that's one way of processing. Yeah. You know, another way of processing, you know, just the same sort of thing is to be with a group of trusted, you know, yes. deep, deeply connected friends. And and often I find in that scenario that when when one person is expressing what's going on for them, uh, yeah. then it it opens up the can of worms for me and i'm able to say oh yeah and that's where i i came to that pain mm-hmm. in my chest feeling that wow. i didn't yeah. have a name for was you know people were talking about their 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 gut feelings their you know their there's the stuff that was just coming up around this this event and um and so that i guess there, there you know there are times also- where I'd have to own something for for you now on my end is that when I'm hearing someone, I'll normally not hear them. I'll be hearing myself reacting yeah, yeah. to them. Yeah. 
So I love the way you way, talk about that. Yeah. In some ways, uh, it's again, uh, thank you for clarifying because it is, it is, uh, I don't know if it's specific to me. I can only say it's the way I process it. Mm -hmm. But I, I noticed in myself that when I'm in the gray box, it's almost like, okay, Andy, you don't want to look inward. You know, that would be the feeling. Mm -hmm. So like, sit down and like let the feelings and things expand within you and then see what, what shows itself. But yeah. you're saying, Andy, the same experience can be had in a group because as those people are expressing their own feelings, you're also letting your, your experiences yeah. match that. So, so right, yeah. exactly. I find I, that I, in my box too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I, I see, I see. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, maybe it's a little, you know, you know, when we talked about both and there, you know, we're both introvert and extrovert and there are times that we need to do the go within. Um, stuff and and there are times when we need to be in relationship you know yeah. that we there are there are ways that we i understand myself as as separate from you um, and there are ways that i understand myself as in relationship with you you know like like part of my definition of who i am is is in the reflection and i love the phrase that you use you know that that you listen to your own reaction to the person i'm you know, you know you say it and and i'm sure it gets misinterpreted all the time it's like i don't listen to the other person i'm listening to myself in reaction to what the other person's saying but you're one of the most deep listeners that i know and and so i know that you're listening to what i say but mm -hmm. you're at the same time you're you're really paying attention to like that that thing where you said i got i got shivers when you said that you know are yeah, well, you, as, as you're talking, I'm even learning something new about myself, funnily <laughs> enough, as you're speaking this, that I also, um, yeah. it was more of an emotional realization was that um, I, I work so much daily to hold space for people that now if I were to go in the group, I'd have to almost do something so contrary to a pattern that I have that it makes it hard. Yeah, right. You feel like you're unprepared for it or something. No, no, not necessarily unprepared. More, imagine this. Imagine if as a coach and mentor, you know, mm -hmm. the, mo the most of my day is just holding space. Yeah, yeah. So at some point, you know, like like you have to give permission for people to hold space for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that's even, that becomes a challenge if you're so hardwired to be holding space. So I was just, I was seeing the, the, the mm -hmm. limitation also and feeling the emotion and sadness and, and, and the, 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 the pain in me just now of, yeah. wow, like, where is it that I'm not allowing myself to be held? And then that just connected me back to feeling beauty again. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 I, wow. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, I, I think we're we're down a path and I just want to, you know, ask a question that comes out of like this current event thing. And, and, um, you know, and we talked a little bit about before, but it's, you know, what we all teach is that, you know, you create from the present moment, you know, it's, it's only when you're fully present to all the alternative futures and, and everything that when you're sitting in the here and now, that you really have choice, you know, because um, yeah. if you if you see yourself on a, you know, past to future trajectory, it, it feels like there's no choice in that. I'm on this train ride and I can't get off. But, you know, 
declaring a, a you know a future vision really requires that you be fully present to right here right now so yeah. that you can you, you have all your tools and, and my question is in in these emotional situations in these highly you know when you're in the box you know and it's, yeah. it, it's just all these things crashing and bumping into each other you know how do you stay present you know what can we do to stay present when the present is itself very painful and almost almost intolerable yeah yeah that's a it's funny because it, it, I always almost any question anyone asks me will always have a massive context relation. And and I look at my life it also my coaching and mentoring is there's a degree of pain an individual can hold inside of themselves and hold space for another or be mm -hmm. present. And that pain threshold can go higher and higher the more you allow more and more of the pain in and ground mm -hmm. it. But there's there's these big life events that are so big that even our management of that pain is not, is not possible. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, the, as horrible as it might sound because it doesn't give a solution as time heals all wounds. So in some, some way there I is hated some, that. I know, I know, <laughs> yeah. I said it. but, but the, 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 the point being is that there is a pain right now, which is so great and it's so close that I'm incapable and, and in my own experience, I will then do my reclamation work, say I'm incapable and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I don't, and I don't force it forward any faster than it needs to go to be okay. Because if I do that, I'm again, stepping over my feelings. So, so yeah. there's, there's days or weeks when I'm in bed watching Netflix and I'm like, okay, Andy, apparently this is where you are. You know, a lot of people mm. say, no, 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 don't succumb to this or don't, don't, don't do that or, or get self-motivated. I'm like, no, apparently this is where I am and what I need at this moment for whatever reason. I allow that to be okay. Like a lot of people don't, you know, they force against yeah. it yeah. or, or the writing. I won't write for two years and then I'll write for, you know, a, a, a six months. <laughs> right. and, and, right. and, 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 and I, and I will be okay that those two years I wasn't writing because I'll say apparently there's nothing that needs to be said at that time. Yeah, right. So there is a degree. Or there's of, stuff that's germinating yeah. that hasn't been formulated as a as a thought yet and, and stuff. Yeah. What I'm hearing you say is is in in those painful moments is a, a you know almost a required um, presence. Yeah. You know the 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 intolerable pain. You know we want. I want to. I want to be in action. I want to do something. I want, you know, yeah. like, cause if I think, I, I think if I'm doing something about the situation, if I'm helping other people or, or you know, in, in, in that situation, then, you know, I don't have to feel, Yeah. you know, or, or maybe it's making it better. But what I hear you saying, and I, it really resonates with me is, you know, it's, it's actually when we are most present you know, that, you know, we're feeling those feels and, and there's a required presence to that, you know, yeah. first to just acknowledge them. Second, to allow yourself to embrace them and say, it's okay to, to feel this way. And then maybe thirdly to, to extract whatever you're learning through your feels 
you know, at, at the at the present moment. It's, it's yeah, that, so rich be, a place. And that would be how you and I would go to the same thing, but a- access is a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Because like the tighter my ball is, I often say, okay, I need to like soften it so that it loosens itself. Mm. And that's how the experience would be in my in my way of formulating it. And when I'll hear you say, it's like, I need to see the ball, understand the ball and start pulling off the pulling off the pieces, you know, like it, it and, and, and in both ways will get you there. Right. It's just how you how you move through it. Right. And, and, and actually, I'm what I'm saying now is I I am doing in this moment, I'm doing what you are describing is just okay. allowing the ball of, you know, of whatever emotions entwined that's all wrapped together to find its own unraveling and just to, you know, like what I've been doing is just sitting with it. Yeah. Um, last night, you know, we pulled together a community meeting um, on Zoom and, you know, we're not, I, I said, like, here are the ground rules. We're not talking about something else. We're not talking about what we know, what we don't know, what's happening. Yeah. And, and, you know, what this space is, is just a place for, you know, for you to feel yeah. and to express what you're feeling. And silence is okay. You know, it's okay to be like, have long periods where nobody says anything. Don't worry about that. It's all part of the emotion. And so we just spent an hour and a half just allowing that space, you know, for people to kind of, like you said, kind of unravel and have it expand to the point where maybe they could share something. Maybe they, you know, just were, were, were feeling it some terminology that I'll lay into what you you've said, right? Of course, what you were saying is holding space. And mm-hmm. by the way, you told me this yesterday and I didn't understand it till now. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm like, Oh, now I understand what he was saying then. So just mm-hmm. to laughingly say, Oh, see, even the lens I'll look at you through will be like, I'm confused by something. And like, Oh, now it makes sense. But so now yeah. when, um when you'll talk about uh, this, I'll make the distinction between content and process. And, and the content is, the thing which puts me into my head, puts me into my logical thinking, the details, the wanting to mm, control, yeah, yeah, the wanting yeah. to understand, the wanting to know. And the process is this internal working of however I move through this, I'll be clear on how I'm moving through it. And by that clarity, things will get easier. So I'm always in my own life looking at process more than content. Yeah. And, I, I'm i not a psychotherapist, but I had to take a course on on conducting psychotherapy and in, in, you know, grad school. And, and, you know, what we learned, what I learned how to do there was, you know, use that, that clutch point of content and emotion content. And, you know, cause, cause, you know, if people get too emotional, then, you know, they just, you know, dissolve into a pool of tears and, and there's a lot of sobbing and stuff and it might be cathartic, but it, it doesn't it doesn't help them move into it and and process it so yeah. you know you gradually bring them back to tell so tell me exactly what happened and then it'll go into the content and then when you when you see the face winch or you know like the eye twitch or or you know like you sense something is tender tell me more about that and then we go back into the emotion and, and it's yeah. it's kind of like a clutch point on on a, yeah standard car you know yeah. and then to, you hope to play that 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 balance 
Yeah. And you hope that when you have that experience you're talking about where you maybe drop into a deeper emotion, there's also an integration that allows you to process it in another way. So mm. almost like sometimes I'll, about that. What do you mean? I'll see that what you're what you're speaking towards is we're talking earlier that we started with what is the lens or the interpretation or the perspective. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you'll need to have that peak emotional experience so that you can reintegrate whatever you, you experienced, how you experienced that thing. I, I can give a good, great example. Yeah. Life changing example, probably for a lot of people that that uh, I'm not the only one that had a problem with one of my parents. <laughs> you know, so so, you know, with my dad, my dad, you know, was chemically imbalanced, very verbally abusive, you know, from very young age. You know, mm -hmm. I was scared of him to no end. So when um, when I did after my mom died, uh, I did my best to keep my distance from him. Um, which uh, which meant that, you know, um, I hid things from him that I didn't want him to know because I didn't want him to negatively uh, try to yeah, influence him. Yeah. So he felt that. And so one day he dis just disowned me, you know, he yelled at me, you know, you're dead to me. You have 30 minutes to get everything you own out of this house. And that's it. We don't talk the rest of our lives. So that was kind of the that was it. Wow. Wow. Um, and uh, I think it was 23, maybe then something like that. And so, uh, and so I got everything. We didn't talk for the next 10 years. And, um, and as I, as I, uh, went through those next 10 years, I looked at him through the lens of what an asshole, how could he do that to me? Um, yeah, right. yeah. just, 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 just the act, just the act of it. And then, um, when I started to do what we started again, you mentioned personal responsibility. So when I took personal responsibility, I was no longer projecting outward onto him. I was reflecting on, how it impacted me and and how I did meaning making around right. uh, around that activity. And then my friend, my mentor, Case, who who also uh, who guided me through a lot of my life, uh, said to me, so why did he do that? And and when he said that, like, like, I, I didn't go to my normal rationalizing. Because he's a dick. I, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which would have been the judgment. I just yeah. said, and, it, and I said, and I can get emotional saying it again, is that because he left me. And, and when he, when I said that, like it fundamentally shifted everything that occurred in that moment. And even after the, all the interpretation that 10 years disappeared in an instant. Wow. It wasn't pushed away. It wasn't compartmentalized. It wasn't rationalized away. It was seen and it dissolved. And, um, and then, you know, far from making up with him, I apologized to him for not seeing him all those years. Yeah. And my father, he, you know, he didn't have connection with anybody. His sister wouldn't talk to him. His, right, right. you know, each one of the yeah. brothers were disowned at some moment or another. So he, he basically alienated everyone in his life. No one had ever apologized to him for anything. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and so when I apologized, it immediately established this entirely different dynamic between us, you know, um, it's shocking to him, I think as well, because on some level, I don't think he would have ever felt that he'd have been seen. Yeah, right. And uh, and from that moment, we were just incredibly close, you know. Uh, and 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 the the meaning making was allowing myself to see, you know, myself first, because of course, if I couldn't see me, I would never have seen him. But then to really see him, yeah, oh, scared that I was making, example. Scared yeah. that I was making bad life choices. Scared that I was going to hurt myself. Scared right. that I was going to be so far away from him, he couldn't protect me anymore, you know, because I was traveling the world with a backpack for years on end. Like, there was a lot of reasons for him to be scared. Yeah. So, yeah. What was right. that? 
So I, that's a sounds like we've come you know full circle. It's a great place to to wrap up. Uh, I just want to thank you. I, I I just love our conversations. I really, I really do. And and you know thank thank you for for sharing this time. And and um, um, we'll end it here and um, go off to the next adventure and um, see you again on. Uh, hopefully, I can get you back here on, on Dream Declared and Deliver, and um, we'll we'll take it from there. Thank you. Look forward to it.